It's a night of national mourning. The leader of their tribe is dead, Jerry Garcia. The man who led the Grateful Dead through three decades of adulation died today in California at the age of 53. NBC's Bob Fall. He was, someone said, the proverbial unmade bed, the rebellious child grown up for whom the playing mattered more than the posing. Jerry Garcia, cultural icon and musical pioneer, bringing to rock and roll in the 60s something other musicians hadn't quite done. They didn't really consider the possibilities of what bluegrass and country and jazz could mean in the context of rock and roll. And with The Grateful Dead, Garcia brought a lot of that. Serious about bluegrass, also skilled on the banjo. He, he became, for many, the musical embodiment of the Haight-Ashbury counterculture. You know, we were the first weird people that a lot of those people ever saw. But drugs were never far away. This morning, his body was found at a drug treatment center. His music made fans feel loose, free. The bond was extraordinary, their devotion almost cult-like. In the process, the Grateful Dead became one of the country's top concert draws, churning out 28 albums and grossing $327 million in the last 10 years, and it could have been more. But remarkably, Garcia let fans record concerts for free. Today, they mourn. Master guitarist, the dead's heart and soul, he did not want to be adored, did not take himself seriously. If he had a philosophy, someone said, it probably was, if it's not fun, don't do it. It, it closes another page on the book of the 60s. In Touch of Grey, his only top ten hit, Garcia sang, I will get by, I will survive. Now, his legacy, his music will. Gone all the days when the arts broke down Take up the yoke and have the fields around Gone all the days when the lady said Please, Jimmy Jack Jones, won't you come to me Brown-eyed women and red grenadine was dusty, but the liquor was clean. Sound of the thunder when the rain poured down, and it looks like the old man in Nineteen when you stepped to the bar, drank to the dregs of the biscuit jar. Nineteen thirty when the wall came in, he paid his way selling red eyed gin.
cost three dollars and it burned my head. Two drinks, fire still. Two, two drinks and fit to kill. lead guitarist of veteran rock band The Grateful Dead, has died at the age of 53. He was found dead at a drug and alcohol treatment facility at Forest Knolls in California. It's hard to see how The Grateful Dead can survive without Jerry Garcia. He was increasingly portly and always modest, the antithesis of a commercial rock hero, but his guitar work was recognized as the band's strongest asset. The Grateful Dead have been a constant feature of the American music scene for more than a quarter of a century, during that time, they built up a huge repertoire of their own compositions, as well as drawing on blues, bluegrass and folk influences. Essentially, um, what they were re really about was the live experience. It was about an improvisational approach to music. Um, and uh, they would play for five, six hours. Uh, and the, the experience was really quasi-religious. Um, and uh, many of their fans treated them in that way. That loyal core of followers, the so-called deadheads, grew steadily just as the band grew from the San Francisco Bay scene to become a nationwide phenomenon. And Grateful Dead shows, always more important than their studio albums, developed into performances of lengthy and intricate improvisation. Fergus Nickel, BBC News.
play music live to improvise make every performance different he wanted to be a good musician and and uh, you know on, on on the good days you know he was a great musician I don't care if my works survive you know or anything like that I'm not really that attached to my own work uh, and, and in fact that is sort of embarrassing in a way but millions are attached to Garcia's work the Grateful Dead is the top live band in the United States grossing 50 million dollars last year and their fans the deadheads are legendary though Garcia spent much of his life fighting drug abuse that was not the only legacy of the 60s he kept alive that's something from the 1960s is, is hope is love is peace is creativity those are wonderful ideals from counterculture to mainstream America is grateful to have had Jerry Garcia
The decade passed a quarter century ago, but the spirit of the 60s lived on in the music of the Grateful Dead and its frontman, Jerry Garcia. Uh, I see, uh, well, a large part of my life I've spent doing something which has turned out to be more fun than I thought it was going to be, and it's lasted way longer than I imagined it might. They were the last great hippie band, but the Grateful Dead were about much more than music. With their shaggy hair and surrounded by fans in tie-dyed T-shirts, they were the counterculture, still alive in an era of conformity. That energy attracted a cult-like following, so-called deadheads, many of them born long after the 60s ended. They faithfully followed the band to live performances across the continent. I've seen them like 30 times. I mean, people have seen them like hundreds of times. I'm just like a baby. This day is the worst nightmare of any deadhead. This means most probably the end, the end of the era of the Great War. But for diehard deadheads, Today's news was a shock. I lost souls, I think, and I'll be wandering around. For more than 30 years and almost 40 albums, Jerry Garcia was the Grateful Dead. Throughout it all, he played hard and lived hard, sidelined by diabetes and drug addiction. And it was in a drug treatment center that he died of a heart attack early this morning.
catches up with me, I'll spend my life in jail. Got a wife, cheat or baby, First one says she got my child, but it don't. Well, as if baby boomers needed another reminder that time is marching on, comes the news Jerry Garcia died today of an apparent heart attack. His death has been mourned by U.S. Senators, Generation Xers, and even deadheads in cyberspace. CNN's Greg Lefebvre now on the message of the man and his music. The Grateful Dead gave its fans a trip into the past. On news of Garcia's death, fans flocked to Golden Gate Park to play his music and remember. <laughs> Country Joe McDonald played there too. I'm, I'm getting depressed and I'm in shock over it. It's, uh, um, it's, uh, it's a very important end to something. Yeah, Jerry was found dead this morning in his room. Radio stations in Garcia's hometown played his music and consoled listeners, many of whom were grief-stricken by Garcia's passing. I went through this in 1986 when Jerry went into his diabetic coma, and I was on the air at the time, and I found out that people needed a shoulder and a hand to hold. They had to review memories and talk about shows. In the Haight-Ashbury district where Garcia started, others gathered. All the songs, everything is so positive. The music is about how you can take a room full of people and turn them into one big spirit. Counselors from a nearby crisis center worked the crowd quietly. I urge all deadheads um, to grieve privately and, and with some silence and dignity in the way that is real music dying? What even is real music, and who are we to judge that? Well, my father is a lifelong musician, and together we've been making music for over a decade. In our new podcast, we dare to ask the urgent, the weird, and the deep questions, and we have a lot of wild stories to tell. No matter what genres you enjoy, whether you're a musician, a producer, or a listener, we invite you to discover unconventional perspectives on music. So tune in, and go follow Mad Makings of Music wherever you listen to podcasts. Jerry would have wanted. Fans went online, on the internet, on CompuServe. Fans on America Online displayed the icons for tears and hugs. Long an accomplished painter, Garcia opened a show of his own works. It came just a year after he was hospitalized for exhaustion. Made a lot of effort to get healthy. Uh, 
Nothing like the threat of death can get your attention. <laughs> Garcia's music mixed bluegrass, folk, rock, and country. He stayed true to the original themes throughout three decades of music. Our generation has grown up to appreciate uh, that rock and roll has changed with us, has uh, moved with the times, and so there is still room for us for rock and roll. Um, and the Grateful Dead is exemplary of that kind of a band that had always been beyond rock and roll, beyond fadism, beyond fashion.
Dead got its name from a dictionary. The early band members opened the book and the first thing they saw was the phrase Grateful Dead. It's a traditional British folk ballad in which a human helps the ghost of someone who has died recently find peace. Call it karma. In Los Angeles last night, there were thousands trying to do the same for Jerry Garcia. Drew Griffin reports from Los Angeles. Come together thousands here in Los Angeles because that's how and why the Grateful Dead and its fans exist. Jerry Garcia's music brought them all together. What happened after that over the years has turned into a culture. Wherever you go, it's um, it's like like your family. It's an extended family, basically. It's, I don't think it's ever happened on this planet to the extent that it's happened around the dead. You know, Lane Cosner is one of the originals here. He saw his first show in 1969. But Jerry Garcia and his band have crossed four decades now, gaining new fans, new family members. There is sadness here, and concern. One of the longest-running rock and roll road shows has come to an end. It's like a, it's a closing to an era, you know, because it'll never be the same again. In the end, the rock and roller who spanned generations couldn't survive his own hazardous lifestyle. Garcia was just 53, succumbing to a life of drugs, cigarettes, and the endless road. His body found in his room at a Northern California drug rehab center where Garcia had recently checked himself in for heroin addiction. All that really doesn't matter to dead fans. What does matter, they say, is that the music and the movement Garcia left behind lives on. It's already been born. Jerry was just the grandfather of it all. Like a Grateful Dead concert, this wake tonight in Los Angeles for Jerry Garcia just seems to go on and on. In Los Angeles, Drew Griffin for CBS News. Lynette? Drew, the Grateful Dead spanned two generations. Tell us about the range of ages at the park last night. Well, the third generation was here tonight. Infants, babies coming. In fact, the one man we talked to, Lane Cosner, had his little baby son here, just about a year old. So it looks like Jerry Garcia and his music will live on into another generation. Drew Griffin, thank you.
For Jerry Garcia, there were tributes all the way from the sidewalks of San Francisco. I'm more numb right now than anything else. To the halls of the United States Congress. I got called out of a meeting and told the news, and I felt like I'd been kicked in the stomach. By the 1990s, Jerry Garcia and the Grateful Dead should perhaps have been museum pieces. But instead, these survivors of the psychedelic 60s just kept packing them in. It was the best example of how music can affect others' lives. It was the best example of how music can penetrate every age, every strata of society and make us as one. And to the extent that so few artists can do that, uh, and the fact that they've done it over so many years makes it special for all of us. I think the Grateful Dead uh, were and are and will always be incredibly unique uh, because it wasn't dependent upon any one generation. It wasn't dependent on any age. to be known as a guy who had a pretty good time while he was here you know I, I, I don't really I don't care to be I sort of I find it cumbersome to think that there's going to be a me here after I'm gone in terms of I don't care if my works survive you know or anything like that I'm not really that attached to my own work uh, and, and in fact that is sort of embarrassing in a way you know it's kind of like uh, I w I'd kind of like to take every trace of me with me when I go so that everybody can reinvent somebody other, some, some other person that would be me.
And finally today, deadheads around the world are mourning the loss of their leader. Grateful Dead guitarist and lead singer Jerry Garcia died Wednesday at a California drug treatment center of an apparent heart attack. He was 53. The Grateful Dead has been one of the world's top-drawing concert acts for nearly three decades. As Casey Wine reports, Garcia leaves behind not only his music, but also a successful business venture. Jerry Garcia and the Grateful Dead symbolized the 1960s world of psychedelic counterculture. That image belies the band's business world success. The Grateful Dead and Garcia sold nearly a quarter of a billion dollars in concert tickets since 1990 alone. I'd say they were the most representative of an act that really didn't have hit singles or hit albums. I mean, they sold moderately well, but really his success stemmed from touring, and um, that's where their money came from. Business success dependent on loyal deadheads. The Grateful Dead encourages fans to record concerts. Other bands strictly forbid that, fearing bootleg tapes would hurt album sales. The Grateful Dead used to tolerate unauthorized merchandise sales. But in 1993, the band took that business for itself and has filed several federal lawsuits stopping bootleg vendors. The band said it was concerned about quality, not profit. The Grateful Dead even has a pension plan for its roadies. Jerry Garcia had his own business empire outside the band. He designed neckties that are smash hits. The neckties have been very successful. They are considered the number one selling category of neckties today at the better department store level. Um, we've sold over two and a half million ties to date. Visitors to Los Angeles can stay at the Beverly Prescott Hotel's $300 a night Jerry Garcia suite. And if they're hungry, Ben and Jerry's has Jerry Garcia ice cream. Co-founder Ben Cohen told CNN, Garcia and the Dead stood for freedom and peace and caring, and that's how they tried to run their business. In spite of that, they probably made a lot more money than most groups. A business legacy fans hope will also survive.
Bob Dylan, Jerry Garcia had no equal. After learning of the sudden death yesterday of the leader of the Grateful Dead, Dylan reflected that Garcia was like having a big brother who taught more than he'll ever know. To quote Garcia's own lyrics, it was a long, strange trip. CBS News correspondent Randall Pinkston takes a look back. Jerry Garcia was lead guitarist, composer, and founding member of the Grateful Dead. He was its heart and its soul. He poured himself into his music and reflected on that in a 1989 interview. A large part of my life I've spent doing something which has turned out to be more fun than I thought it was going to be, and it's lasted way longer than I imagined it might. Garcia and the Grateful Dead got their start in the 60s. They symbolized the counterculture of that era, 
Through the years, they released almost 40 albums and had a number of hits. It's a big loss for the, for the world, for anyone who loves music. We also have to remember that his life was a far more a blessing for all of us. And I think we should, perhaps, if we're going to dwell on anything, dwell on that. To their fans, affectionately called Deadheads, this band represented more than just songs. It represented a way of life. It was that sort of devotion that made Garcia and the Grateful Dead a top concert attraction three decades after they began playing music. No other band, I think, matched the extent of audience devotion that, that the Dead have gotten for for a long period of time now, since the 60s, really. In addition to playing music, Garcia was an artist. He also launched a very successful line of colorful neckties. Garcia had a history of health problems that caused frequent breaks in the band's grueling touring schedule. In 1986, he entered the hospital in a diabetic coma. He has also admitted past drug abuse. One of his fans said Jerry Garcia's death is like losing a member of the family a grandfather to a whole lot of people. Randall Pinkston, CBS News, New York.
Fans around the world are mourning the passing of a rock and roll legend, Grateful Dead guitarist Jerry Garcia. About a thousand fans gathered last night in New York Central Park to remember Garcia. Jerry Garcia was 53 years old when he died yesterday of a heart attack. Deadheads also gathered in San Francisco where the band got its start. For the faithful, Garcia and the Dead represented times gone by. John Blackstone has more on Jerry Garcia and his remarkable 30-year run through rock and roll history. Jerry Garcia was the heart of the Grateful Dead, the singer and guitar player who said he could never understand the band's enduring success. Others say it's no mystery. The youth that hears it is enjoying it, is affected by it, is stimulated, is inspired by it, as much as those of us who were there when the Grateful Dead began. In San Francisco, where it all began in the flower power days of the 60s, fans gathered spontaneously to remember. The end of a wonderful, beautiful era. I think I would like to be known as a guy who had a pretty good time while he was here. You know? He sometimes had too good a time. Drugs were almost always a problem, but the Grateful Dead toured the world and consistently sold more concert tickets than any other American band. 
Their fans, the Deadheads, are legendary. But they don't all wear tie-dye. Many wear ties. Yeah, yeah I'm just numb. Um, it's one of those things that just makes you feel old. Jerry Garcia changed a lot in 30 years, but he never seemed to lose the easygoing optimism of the summer of love. With Jerry Garcia's death, a special era in American life has slipped a bit further into the past. John Blackstone, CBS News, San Francisco. And later on CBS This Morning with Paula Zahn and John Roberts sitting in for Harry Smith, we'll have more on the life and times of Jerry Garcia.
Deadheads the world over today are mourning the death of Jerry Garcia, the heart and soul of the Grateful Dead. NBC's George Lewis looks back on the life of a man whose music first symbolized the 60s, then transcended several generations, and ultimately inspired millions. For legions of Grateful Dead fans, Jerry Garcia was much more than a rock star. He was a musical guru, a rock and roll pied piper who inspired thousands of so-called deadheads to spend their lives following him and his band from one show to the next. Garcia first became interested in a career in music as a teenager growing up in San Francisco. In 1965, he formed a rock band called The Warlocks, which a year later became The Grateful Dead. With Garcia at the helm, the self-described band of misfits rocketed to fame, mesmerizing the counterculture generation with their psychedelic style and sound. You know, we were the first weird people that a lot of those people ever saw. But Garcia's popularity did not fade away with the 60s. In the 90s, the Grateful Dead was still a top concert draw as millions of tie-dye clad fans, both young and old, flocked to their sold-out shows. For the first half of this year, they were the second biggest touring act in the country after the Eagles. It works because of the difference in everybody's perspective of what the music is supposed to be like. Since we all see it from differently, you know, it's one of those things. It's, uh, it, it, but we all know it when, when it happens. Yeah. It's, it's, it's that. It's like a thing you recognize. That's what we've come to over the years. Last night, Garcia was remembered for his music in candlelight vigils across the country. We do this because of his music. He brings us together in harmony and uh, peace. We all loved him and we all loved his music. We all just wanted to come out here and show him a little respect. For Jerry Garcia, it was indeed a long, strange trip. But to his fans, it was not nearly long enough.
Dennis McNally is the longtime publicist of the Grateful Dead, a close friend of Jerry Garcia's. He's in San Francisco at our affiliate KRON-TV. Mr. McNally, good morning. Good morning, Brian. Deaths are always um, untimely. Were you aware that he had the, the kind of health problems, as serious as they were, that he obviously did? Well, we fussed and, and worried about him for a long time. Uh, the, the, the depth of them, no. Um, we knew, since, in particular since 1992, when we canceled some shows, that his diabetes was right on the edge of things, and in general that he really needed to take very meticulous care of himself, which was not really his style. He was not a very meticulous person, except as to music. So that it was one of those things we, we sat and fidgeted about, and he always shrugged off any you know, concern. Uh, and, you know, it, it was, in fact, a, you know, the, the changes that he did make were, in fact, perhaps too little too late. Yeah, we're talking about lifestyle changes. Yes, I mean, and since 1992, he'd lost 60 pounds. He exercised pretty regularly. His smoking was at least down to, you know, five or ten uh, uh, filtered cigarettes instead of three packs of uh, Camel Straits. Uh, in general, he watched his diet, but, you know, it was never 100%. It was, he, always, yeah. he always cheated a little. What do you think made him so special and so revered among, his, among uh, music fans, fans of the Grateful Dead? Well, a couple of things. I mean, the style of the Grateful Dead was, it was really set by him. He was authentically charismatic, but he wouldn't lead. He wouldn't dominate. So that uh, he, if he led, he led by example only. And, and it was that looseness that defined the, uh, the audience scene and made it the compassionate and tolerant place it is and made it the unique phenomenon that it is. In addition, he was truly committed to improvisation, to a group, um, interactive, uh, not one leader, uh, music, musical approach. And in, in that approach, there was this tremendous risk. You, you, you flew and sometimes you crash, sometimes you fly when you start leaping off cliffs. But um, where in that moment between the time you, you take off and the time you uh, find out whether you're succeeding or not, there's magic. There's a potential for wonderful things. And he had authentic faith in that. And the audience did, too. And that's, that's why they're still around. He leaves behind a wife whom we married just last year and, and, and four daughters, one as young as, as six years old. How mm -hmm. are they this morning? Mm -hmm. uh, well, uh, I, I know that I got a very lovely uh, message from uh, his wife last night late. Um, thanking me for something I'd said and asking we needed to speak today. Um, they're, you know, they're, we're devastated, we're all devastated, and, and, and they are too, but we'll, you know, we will get by. To... He's, he's not the first of the original members of the band to, to pass away. Um, the remaining members, how are they viewing their future? Well, at this point, it's one of those things where it, it's, decisions don't yet have to be made, so they haven't been made. I, at the moment, everyone's a little more concerned with grieving and, and with, with dealing with what we have to deal with than making any plans. The Grateful Dead were never too strong on making plans in the first place. So the answer is, at this point, it's sort of been a suspended animation. Ultimately, um, although, although you may want to put the decision off, will you allow that it's, it's hard to imagine a Grateful Dead without Jerry Garcia? I'll allow that, yes. I mean, whatever, whatever comes out of this, it won't be the same phenomenon, it won't be the same uh, band. Uh, each, each band member has a great deal to contribute and, and always has and, and, and will in the future. But yes, uh, whatever's going to come of this, it, it won't be the same. Dennis McNally, I know it's a tough time. Thank you for being with us. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. It's 741. We're back after this.
Jerry Garcia, leader of the Grateful Dead for more than 30 years, is being mourned by deadheads around the world this morning. Garcia died of a heart attack yesterday at the age of 53. As the sad news was learned, fans gathered to remember Garcia at Strawberry Fields, the John Lennon Memorial in New York's Central Park. The mood was much the same in San Francisco's Haight-Ashbury district, where Garcia and the Dead began their trip into rock and roll history. John Blackstone reports on Garcia's life and times. Near the birthplace of the hippies in San Francisco's Golden Gate Park, hundreds gathered to remember Jerry Garcia. Not just the leader of the Grateful Dead, the leader of a tribe. His band's popularity just kept growing. Through his music, Garcia shared with a new generation the spirit of the 60s, the roots of the Grateful Dead. To lay me down Once more to lay me down With my head In